guys. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Millennial Momentum Podcast. Your host, Tommy Tahoe Alemo. Uh, they say we're lazy. They say we're entitled. We don't care. We just like avocado toast and selfies. I know that's not true. Um, us millennials, we're, we're looking to get after it, and we're learning. And we want more money, and we want to travel, and we want to be more fulfilled and healthier. And um, this is the way that we can get there. You know, this is my path of, of getting to those points. Hopefully, I can help you, inspire you, highlight some of you guys that are getting after it. Uh, and this is a quick Monday motivation episode for you. Um, I read over the weekend um, a book from Bill Walsh, who is a famous coach of the football team, the San Francisco 49ers. And he is recognized as one of the best coaches of all time. And um, you know, he won three Super Bowls. He coached people you may have heard of, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Steve Young. The list goes on and on. And um, he has a very interesting story. He was a coach, a positions coach, lower level uh, on a few NFL teams for about 10 years. And he coached at Stanford. And when he got the coach of the 49ers – he, the team was the worst in the league. They were two and fourteen the year before, two wins, fourteen losses, and they were just a mess. And no one wanted to take over the team. The owners were terrible. Um, it was pretty much just every you know the facilities were awful, the players, the talent. You know it was a mess. But he, you know, he wanted to take it over, and, and he had a vision in mind. And what I want to share is what he called his standard of performance. And the book is called "The Score Takes Care of Itself." And his whole philosophy is that if you do the small things, if you have the processes in place, the right people that are committed and you're putting in the work um, and you have the right attitude, you don't need to focus on the score. He didn't focus on the win and loss. He focused about how they won or how they lost or really what the effort levels and the attitudes were that, the, that everyone put in. But it wasn't about the end score. That will take care of itself, he says. You know, part of that is luck. A lot of that's preparation. And when he came into the organization, they were two and fourteen. And he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have a standard of performance. There's about fifteen bullets here that recognize his standard of performance. And he wanted these recognized at every single level of the organization. So it starts with him, but it goes all the way up to ownership." And it goes to every individual player, whether you're Joe Montana or the last person on the bench. It went to the maintenance people. It went to the some whoever the secretary is that was answering phones. It was the people that you know brought water to the facility. Everyone. And he went in and he cleaned house and he was firing people and he was training people on how to answer the phone the right way. And it was every single detail of what will make a winning organization. Right? So no one was let off the hook. And you know, I think his standard of performance... I want to go through these 15 lists because um, I think they're just so good. And, you know, maybe open up the idea for you to create your own um, or follow some of the ones that he has because I think they're really good. Um, but create your own. It's that whether you're leading a team, whether you're running a company, whether you're just leading yourself, what are the standard of performance that I need, my philosophy that I show up every day and maybe it's, you know, you want to have, be the most energetic person in the room. You want to be the hardest worker. You want to be, treat people with respect, compassion. Um, there's so many different things and kind of develop that list for yourself. But here's his and I just think they're all so good. Um, so in no particular order, this is just how he listed them out. Exhibit a ferocious and intelligently applied work ethic 
directed at continual improvement. <sighs> Number two, demonstrate respect for each person in the organization and the work he or she does. Number three, be deeply committed to learning and teaching. You're going to see the word learning. You're going to see the word teaching a lot. Um, number four, be fair. Very point blank. Number five, demonstrate character. Six, honor the direct connection between details and improvement and relentlessly seek the latter. So we've got six so far, and he's talked about improvement and learning and improvement again. So three of the six. Show self-control, especially when it counts most, under pressure. That's number seven. Number eight, demonstrate and prize loyalty. Nine, use positive language and have a positive attitude. He, he later says in the book that the greatest return on the least amount of investment that you can have in an organization is to give praise and give credit where credit's due. Number nine, I believe. Take pride in my effort as an entity separate from the result of that effort. I'm going to say that again. Take pride in my effort as an entity separate from the result of that effort. So he's, he's taking pride in the work that he puts in, that the team puts in, more than the end result of winning and losing games because he knows it's going to happen. Uh, number 10, be willing to go the extra distance for the organization. 11, deal appropriately with victory and defeat adulation, and humiliation. Twelve, promote internal communication that is both open and substantive, uh, especially under stress. Thirteen, seek poise in myself and those I lead. Fourteen, put the team's welfare and priorities ahead of my own. Fifteen, maintain an ongoing level of concentration and focus that is abnormally high. And sixteen, make sacrifice and commitment the organization's framework. And these stand, this standard of performance was known for his entire coaching career. And again, it went all the way up to the top. The owners had to buy into this and the person answering the phones and everyone in between. And people that didn't, it didn't matter how good you were, how talented you were, how much money you were making, you got, you were, you got cut. You were off the team. You were out of the organization. And I urge you to maybe come up with a few ideas of what your standard of performance was and, you know, Maybe just to give you the track record of, of Mr. Bill Walsh, that first year he came in, year before they were two and fourteen. That next year, they were two and fourteen again. The second year, they were six and ten. And he was really on the verge of losing his job. He goes into detail on that. And you know, to the to the naked eye, that doesn't look like a lot of improvement in two years. Uh, in the third year, they went thirteen and three and they won a Super Bowl. They, were the, they went from the worst team in the league to the best team in, in three years. So it's a great story. I, I highly encourage you to read the book. I'll probably do a full book review on it. But exhibit the standard of performance. Show up every day. And if there's one thing to take away from it, I think it's to take pride in your effort outside of the result of that effort. Put in the work. Have the right attitude. Attitude, work ethic. Those are the two things you can control. Let's get after it this week. Let's have a great week. Out.